I'm Patrick. I'm Regina. I'm Tiana. I'm Bradley. And we are the Priceless Jones. Hey guys, how how are you guys doing? I'm cool. It's been um, it's been a week. Really? What's happening? Not much. Just getting the groove of things. Yeah. So- that's something that's positive. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm get, I'm starting my uh six month challenge too, and this first week, the mo for the beginning part of it, it was pretty good. Everything was happening on like every day. I was hitting everything, but then Friday, I just I didn't wake up in time for my morning run. I threw my whole day off. It's okay though. It's a process. As long as you started yeah. off strong, you know you know you're getting in the groove of it. Like, just not do anything, so that's something. Yeah. But it's okay, though, because we're going to make it through. We're going to excel no matter what, so I can't be stopped. So, Have any of you guys been watching any new shows? Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I watched an amazing show on Netflix. It's called Lupin. Who? Yes, it's French, but they, like, put, like, the oh, English Lupin. subtitles. Huh? I thought it was Lupin. That's yeah, what I thought you said too. Yeah, no, it's um, it's French, so that's probably how the Americans say it, but it's not even say it. But yes, it is so good. It's by like the creators of Now You See Me. It's only got five episodes, one hour each, for, like forty minutes. But definitely watch it. It's so amazing. The trailer was a uh, looking kind of kind of fire when I when I seen it. Uh huh. I was like, okay, what are you talking about? I haven't checked it out yet, but I've heard good things on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, the Twitter. Yeah, it's good, though, for sure. That's how I found out about it on Twitter, too. I was like, what are they talking about? And then I was go watch it. But I've been watching... What have I been watching? Oh, still the 100. I finally made it to the end of season one. I'm almost done. I have, like, two more episodes left. Well, like, an episode and a half. Uh, and then I've been watching... I started getting back into um his Dark Materials. I'm on season two of that. That's been good so far. Uh, just like I like shows like with like the world hopping, like the different dimensions. So if you like something like that, that's definitely a show for you. Another thing that I've been watching, I mean, as every week, Attack on Titan. This today's episode was just amazing. It's finally really starting to kick off. Uh, yeah, I I'm not gonna to- say too much about that. Go ahead. I was gonna say I had to mute you too, Pat, because you kept tweeting, and I was like, if you don't shut up, I had to mute everybody that was talking about it on my timeline. Well, sorry. Cause you should just mute Attack on Titan. No, I ain't got time for that. But it'll be quicker then. Yeah, because then you just saw all tweets related <laughs> would just not pop up. But yeah, I, um, that would have made more sense. Yeah, but it was today was just a great episode. I'm really ready for next episode. I already know what happens, but it's like when you watch it, like get animated, it just does something to you. Um, and then. That's pretty much it. That's all I've really been watching. So, I feel like if I ever get into a manga, that then it's gonna ruin the um surprise of the animation for me. But it's just like when you read the book for something, you already know what's gonna happen. It's just like when you see it actually get illustrated or like acted out, it's different. It's like you already know what's gonna happen, but it's like you want to actually see it in motion. Yeah, but I don't know if the same thing goes for a manga. It's like when you watch, read a comic. Yeah, it's it does it gives you the same feeling on the um as as a TV show. You get a little hint already. It ruins the no. Oh, 
why do you have to do that to him? Nah. The emotion's still there. And it's even worse because, like, with um, manga, sometimes you got to wait, like, a whole month before another um, chapter comes out. So that um, anticipation be hitting different. Well, me, as watching shows-wise, um, I really haven't been watching anything crazy, but I'm getting back into my um, show called The Vikings. It goes crazy. Um, it's kind of a historically accurate um, take about, you know, um, King Ragnar and going over in the first early raids of um, England and everything and kind of leads after there. But it's really good. Yeah, I haven't um, seen that, but I see it being popping up on my hoops. So watching it, but. I mean, long as you enjoy it, hey, that's all that matters. <laughs> you have a little bit of a bias. I don't have any type of bias, Bradley. I just haven't seen it. Anytime I bring it up, you be rolling your eyes. <sighs> Vikings. Hey, maybe it's just because they were a little racist. Um, they was racist to everybody, not just. Yeah, um, that doesn't make it better. <laughs> that's it like kind of does. Oh, the Nazis are cool. They're racist to everybody. I'm not gonna say it. No, I'm just um, kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I haven't been watching anything, you know. I've just been watching The Office and stuff, so you know the usual. Yeah. Okay. I know music-wise, nothing's really been happening for me. See, I finally this has been good because like the music's been kind of slow, so it's allowed me to catch up on stuff like um hotels. That you're right, Gina. You was talking about something. It was it's, it's a vibe. It's true. I told you. Like, yep. Um, and then what else have I listened to? I'll kind of circle back to Glass Animals too. Um, I was watching, like, listening to some of their older stuff, like um, How to Be a Human Being, and then like their newest project that came out this past year. Um, what's it called? Dreamland. This is like the first time I really listened to it, like all the way through, and like listened to it like more than once on like repeat, so I can like kind of get a feel for the song. So. It is different, like, going back and listening to because the first, I wasn't really feeling it, but I liked it a lot better the second and third listen. What's really weird is when you're, like, listening to, to, to something a while ago, and then you're like, this isn't good. And yeah. then I listen to it maybe a year or two after, I'm like, why am I like this? This is yeah. a vibe. Because yeah. it's like, I like to listen like, to stuff, like, while I'm doing work and stuff. So when I have it going, like, while I'm working, then it's like, okay, like, it's, like, a different vibe. Because it's, like, okay, she's playing in the background. Then there's certain songs that uh, stand out to me. Like, okay, I like this yeah. song. Um, well, for me, if I'm first listening to something that's new, I can't, like, do anything else while I'm listening to it. I have to just, like... No, I mean, like, the second and third time when I listen back at it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was also going to say... Well, never mind. This isn't even important. Continue. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Uh, the music I've listened to... Uh, Familiar came out with a little song, Roaring Twenties. That was good. I know that. Uh, of course, Jasmine Sullivan albums, you know, still been playing that over and over and over. And also, um, Division <laughs> had some singles drop on Fridays. So I was listening to What? That. Yeah. Where have I been? She said, and he said, and the other two songs had already released, like, prior, and then the whole other album was already out, like, you know, last oh, year. Oh, okay, 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 got you. Yeah, but um, that song she said is so good, and honestly, the cover of that, how it's like blue and green, it reminded me of Wanna. So then I was listening to Wanna over and over again too. 
So I've been listening to Baby Rose, like her album, to myself. And then I listened to Selena Gomez's single, De Una Vez. It's really good. Um, I feel like a lot of people should listen to that because she sings about how, like, she's finally healed and, you know, she can move on and stuff. So I really like that song. Yeah. I like Selena Gomez. She seemed like a cool person. I've never really listened to her music. I, I saw... <laughs> This isn't trying to be shady either, but I saw on um somewhere like that her music is like one of the top selling, um, she has like most some of the top selling singles, and somebody tweeted and was like, "Who's listening to her um music?" Because I yeah, really don't know anybody who listens to Selena Gomez, but to each his own, you know. If that's what you listen to, hey, I liked her like little mini series with a Hulu with like her her cooking with like mini chefs oh, on there. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, HBO Max. But yeah, it was re- really good. It was funny. Before we go anywhere else, I want to say we have questions on the Instagram. If you have any questions that you want to ask us, we were going to answer them on the next episode. And we're going to... Yeah, that can be questions, advice, um, just really anything that you just want. Like, it could be questions about us. Like, you want get to us, get to know us better. It could really just be anything. We'll be answering those questions anonymously. Just feel free like, to answer on our, um, ask those questions on Instagram and send us like a little DM or something and we'll get back to you. And you might be featured on our next episode. Find out soon. All right. Oh, I guess we can go ahead and get into the current event. Um, so the first thing that I really want to touch on was just like, you know, with the inauguration coming up this week. Well, I guess like by the time you all listen to this, the inauguration will have happened but dc is on lockdown just due to the events that happened this two wednesdays ago um with the whole riot at the capitol so basically like airbnbs you can't book an airbnb in dc a lot of the um government buildings are shut down um basically the whole city is on lockdown they're really strict on security with like people getting in and out that's really just because of um security concerns regarding the inauguration and they want to make sure everything everybody's safe and they don't want like a repeat of what happened a couple weeks ago so that's kind of crazy um but i'm not surprised i feel like it's probably for the best but it also sucks for people who just might be in dc because i'm like you really can't get an um airbnb but i guess you can get something like baltimore or something so they're closing down like a lockdown strict before but i mean i guess they also weren't expecting people to charge at the capitol that's kind of extreme it is it is yeah, how do you even plan? Like, you wouldn't have planned for that. And then also, I mean, I know there's a lot of been there's been a lot of talk regarding minimum wage. Um, you know, Joe Biden is promising to make minimum wage fifteen dollars an hour. Uh, and there's a lot of like discussion about whether or not um, minimum wage should go that high because a lot of people feel like oh, seven twenty five is enough. People who are who are working unskilled jobs, quote unquote, don't deserve to be making fifteen dollars an hour. Um, and just things of that nature. So I just want to say, like, what are you all's thoughts on that? And, like, how do you feel about, like, people kind of, like, just speaking down on people who are in these jobs that they deem to be less respectable, I guess you could say? Well, I think people need to take into account um, just basic cost of living today. If the price of everything else is increasing, why would minimum wage not increase as well to help accommodate like people's lives and $15 an hour is only like $31,000 a year and that's like before taxes 
So why are you mad about someone making $31,000 a year? Right. And these are like essential workers that have been having to work like throughout the pandemic, no matter what. And possibly have to bring in more hours because of high demand. So I'm just confused on why people would rather see other people struggle than try to help, you know, help them. Right. With like how their life is currently. And I think it goes right back to what we said last week about people. If it doesn't affect them, then they don't care. Right. And so if some somebody is struggling and fifteen dollars and an hour, that'll make them at least livable and wherever they're at, then they don't care because it's not them. I think it also kind of just makes you think like, who are these people to say like what? like that your job is undeserving of making this amount of money because like one it's not like you said gina it's not like an extreme amount um it's only like 30 something dollars uh, 30 something thousand dollars a year and that's still like barely livable um that's really like really only livable if you're by yourself and like it's just you uh so i think that's just kind of like just shows how selfish a lot of people are. And then it's also like people like trying to make comments like, oh, somebody flipping burgers should be making the same amount of money as me. But it's like, you're probably just sitting in an office, maybe typing on a keyboard, maybe doing that. You might just be doing, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't really determine like what people, people's worth at their um, positions. Exactly. You know, um, just one more thing for that is too, is like, you know, we live in a society where a lot of people don't even like helping out people who are homeless, you know. Um, we just, I just feel like just everything in this country, um, it's like everyone is just like every man for himself, which is kind of sad because they don't really like to see, like, you know, to help each other out. And it's also pretty ignorant to me as well that a lot of people try to make the comment like, oh, well, if minimum wage goes up, then of course everything else is going to go up. But I'm like, everything else has been going up. That's the problem is that the fact that minimum wage hasn't risen with everything else. Exactly. So, as y'all already know, just everything with that's been happening in America and everything that's happened with the Capitol, there's been, like, some trends on TikTok where there would be, um, you know, like, other Black TikTokers where they say, like, hey, we're going to go back to Africa and, you know, like, we don't know where that is, but we're going to go back to the motherland. And so that kind of caused like a few like other um, Africans from Africa where they uh, was basically saying like um, black Americans are welcomed because, you know, um, I don't know if y'all ever heard this rumor, but there's like always a rumor that Africans don't really like black, um, black Americans. Have y'all heard that? It's not really a rumor. Yeah. Okay. I'll let you finish first and then I'll say my point. Yeah. Well, um, one TikTok that did just stick out from that was um, she's half African and she explained how she was brought up African and how she was raised that African-Americans are family and that they have been waiting for African-Americans to come home and to rebuild and that they are welcomed with open arms. And so I feel like that kind of, you know, just made me kind of like tear up and stuff because, you know, being in America, we're not welcomed here. You know, we're oppressed, we're brought down. And I know like a lot of oppression happens everywhere, but just like, this is like our homeland. This is where like, not our homeland, but you know, where we were raised up. And so I feel like just hearing that, like about our own motherland from our ancestors, like where they were born and stuff, it kind of just made me feel warm inside because it's like, you know, we're finally welcomed somewhere. 
So you can say what you want to say, though. Yeah, my point on that is I know a lot of Africans, and they specifically say, like, their parents, they don't want them to marry Americans. Um, And this is not for all Africans. Of course, like, you know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. But I know, like, traditionally, like, I feel like a lot of, like, younger Africans might be more open to it. But as far as, like, you know, a couple people on TikTok speaking on behalf of the entire countries that, like, you know, make up Africa, I feel like that's probably not a common consensus. Because I know a lot of, like, people in Africa, like, or people who are in America who are African, they speak down on Af- um, African-Americans. They um, speak down on, like, how we don't have any type of culture. They assume that everybody here in America, that we're all thugs and um, criminals, but then it's like also at the same time, a lot of times they'll try to like when they are raised in America, they try to pick up our dancing and like, you know, our slang and, you know, how we interact with each other. But it's like also at the same time, you can't take parts of our quote unquote culture because we don't have none. But then like speak down on like how we just don't have any type of like values for ourselves. But that's just my um, point of view. I feel like it would be beautiful if, you know, you could just go to Africa, but also I feel like this is America and we worked so hard to um, build here that I, that's not just not, that's not something I'm like really interested in. I think that this whole divide between like Africans and then us African-Americans is kind of just from some notion that someone thinks that someone's better than the other person. Does that make sense? Like they believe that we think we're better in, some of us think that they believe they're better than us. And so it's like based off the things that they say, it's like more so attacking us to try to bring us down. Things that we say, some like not we let us, but people, African Americans say to try to bring them down. Yeah, Black Americans say to try to bring them down. It's just kind of like, okay, where did this all even start? I just think people need to kind of think, what is the benefit from us being more divided? Like, there's nothing to gain from that. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, like Patrick said, I wouldn't take really a lot of stock in one TikTok person saying, well, there was a few. Well, yeah, but I mean, compared to the mass average of people who are there, like a couple of people who make a TikTok saying, I would welcome any Americans who would want to come home and, and to the motherland. But also, one, it's not up to the mass majority. And two, it's to... Um, the government and I doubt they would want a bunch of refugees fleeing from their own country so are y'all saying like would you like not go back to the motherland or I would visit yeah I would visit I would definitely go there um to see the culture there to like embrace the culture and take part in the culture and like you know meet people and like get to know people in like their backgrounds and like gain a better understanding of like who they are in their life but as far as like moving there, no, just because I grew up in America. Like as of right now, no. Yeah, me neither. But also I would like to say, kind of just going back, I feel like there is like a change coming with um, you know, like Africans and African Americans kind of coming together. I feel like a lot, especially like with like, you know, our generation. Cause like I said before, I have a lot of African friends um who I'm really close with who like have really 
like they just like really just like embrace American culture and like they don't really like talk down on it. So I feel like that's also like something that's coming to change. And like, hopefully like within the next couple of generations or even like within our generation, we'll see like a shift where it's not as divided. All right. Since we're talking about different um, countries and continents, um, did you, this is really cool. So a pigeon that was from this, this like racetrack, well, they thought it was from this like pigeon racetrack that, that they would like race pigeons in, in um, Ohio. Mm-hmm. It flew across the ocean to Australia. And, and like the Australia Agriculture Department has like really strict laws on like any animals that come over in, especially since, you know, COVID, we don't know all the, the animals who are carriers and such. So they basically said, um, if this pigeon isn't removed out of the of the country in 24 hours, we're going to kill it. Who's going to remove it? Anybody, Anybody who wants to, I guess. Oh. And... How are they gonna get it out though? I doubt they can carry it with them on a plane. Hey, that's all they said. They said if it doesn't leave the country in 24 hours, we're gonna kill it. Oh. But then, um, the U.S. Bird Organization they said that it wasn't their bird, so it was a fake. So to like determine where a bird is from, they have like these little bands on their foot. And somebody faked a U.S. band on the bird and put it in Australia. So they were like, so they said, oh, this bird is basically safe to be here and not killed right away. And this is really crazy because that um, the agriculture department has a history of threatening to kill any animals who are just brought over here. Like Johnny Depp and his wife. Um, about their like um, pugs over there and they was like yeah no you have 24 hours to get them out of the country or them to so it's really <laughs> no mercy they're just if it's not not out in 24 hours you gotta go I mean I mean I guess if they kill it hopefully they have him a nice funeral or her Oh, it was two, so I think it was both. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, they have them a nice funeral because I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're just little birds. So, but again, I guess it is like a security precaution, especially with COVID and everything. If they're not sure like what animals are carrying it, but yeah, I hope they have them a nice little funeral. Play some little, invite some other little pigeons in the area. Before when, crazy. before when I first had seen this article, I had thought, you know, there weren't pigeons in Australia, so they were worried about it becoming like an um, invasion species. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, the pigeons were made by the government, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I'm pretty sure. I do think that they're spies. I don't know. I don't know. Because also, I've never seen a pigeon in a while. Exactly. They only live in the cities, so kind of seems like a government made to me. But apparently, that is not the case. There, there are pigeons in Australia. So, well, <clears throat> a struggle that I have kind of noticed lately is just being like a person of color and just kind of seeing, um, like how exams such as GRE, MCAT, or even the LSAT, basically any exam that you'll need to take 
um, required to take for graduate or like other professional programs are kind of feels like they're utilized to weed out like um, lower income or just any person of color in a way like with the high prices and of course in order to do better in these courses they have like tutors and stuff but that can be like two thousand dollars for a tutor to help you take a test that's like six or three hours long and it's pretty ridiculous when you think about it because obviously more representation in like the medical field in law school and having other doctors um, that are people of color that are obviously misrepresented would definitely help like with medical racism or having people wrongly prosecuted because when you see someone that looks like you in these fields of people that are supposed to basically fight for you and actually advocate for you then it's easier for you to relate to them easier for them to probably even fight for you anyways because they can kind of understand you more and you'll probably feel more comfortable around them so how do you guys feel about these exams no I definitely think like it's a problem with like how there's not even like for you know black and brown people like they're like oh we want more people in the field but it's like they don't give black and brown people like the resources that are necessary for them to kind of like build their skills in these areas and for them to kind of you know actually excel on these exams because like these exams kind of really determine like whether or not you're going to be able to get to um, graduate school or like you know professional school so just like the overall because a lot of times like these exams like they're very expensive in themselves then you also have to pay for like you know tutors um prep courses like your own materials to study and it's like just like a very expensive process in itself and then it's also expensive like when you take into account application fees um sending your um school information over like having like to open up all these accounts and like actually apply to all the the time consumption that's taken into like just applying to these schools um it's just crazy and so like if you don't have any type of help or like resources available to kind of help you um go beyond like what you where you are right now and help you actually get prepared, then you're really just going to su- either struggle or it's just like, you're just not going to be able to do it. And that's actually very unfortunate because like with such like a large roadblock in the way, it really just hinders like black and brown people from being able to get into these professional fields that they actually like have like such a strong desire to get into. Right. And even if like you don't need to, um, or even if you don't pay for like a tutor or some other program to help you study for these exams, you still need to have the time. And time is money. Obviously, if you are lower income or just another person of color, then you are going to need to like possibly take off of work if you are working. And you might actually need to be working those hours to get your bills paid or whatever else that you need to get done because, hey, we all got to eat. We all got to live. And it's like now you have to figure out time to not only take off your schoolwork, but also stop from work and then also try to find time to actually study for this exam. Yeah, then it's like a lot because like a lot of times a lot of black and brown people are um, lower income. They might not have as like, you know, as much money coming in. So them working is like extremely important with them being able to provide like a livelihood for them and their families. Uh, So they're not going to have like the expendable um, income to just like put on, okay, I can just pay for this little prep course. But it's like that's money that's being taken away from like their families. So. Right. Exactly. 
Yeah, and you would think because they do say uh, we we want to incorporate these fields more with the minorities, but without any um, effort or funding put into these same same communities that com- these same communities that they say they want to incorporate, then that's not going to happen, right? And also, um, so I never like took the MCAT or anything, obviously, but um, I did take like the SAT and stuff, and I do. It does feel like it is rigged in a way, if you know what I'm saying, because it's like it only benefits people who actually come from a financially um, successful families and people who actually have like a lot of money coming in because they're able to afford tutors. They're able to afford the books that you need to study and prepare for these tests. And I feel like at school and stuff, they don't really give you enough resources to actually help you prepare for these tests. And it's like you're all on your own. And then people wonder why there's not enough black people or PPOC in um, colleges or, you know, getting their degrees. And it's because in this society and in this climate, a lot of like black students feel like and POC feel like that they're not worthy enough to even be there because a lot of them feel like they're not smart enough. And, you know, and it, and it just kind of tends to just go back to that, um, to the like, you know, oppressive state and it goes back to everything with slavery and it goes back to everything with civil rights like everything kind of just tends to like circle back around you know and that happens in america and i think another thing to highlight is just the fact that i'm sorry i just like lost my train of thought (laughs) it was like it was very walked off it sounded like it was going to be good it was yeah it was something you said triggered it and it's gonna be Ah, here we go. It's back. All right. That just also brings me back to the point that, you know, with like COVID and everything going on, a lot of schools have been like omitting and like just removing the entire um, criteria for you to have any type of um, MCAT scores, LSAT, GRE, SAT, all of that's been like removed from like the requirements. So it's also makes you think like, if that's the case, then why is it included anyway? Because if now... We, we're doing this because we're in a pandemic, correct? But then it's like, you yeah. can you can see my grades. You yeah. can see like my resume and like all the things I've done while I was in school for these 12 plus years. So that should be enough for you to determine whether or not I'm able to get into school because what's the SAT really going to prove? Especially like if like you're going to school for something that's not related to the stuff that you're getting tested on. Right, like if it wasn't necessary now and they can take it off, why is it necessary to begin with right yeah and like just to and i'm just gonna say this so like a couple colleges that i did apply to were like really up there but the only thing that really stopped me was because of my sat score and so like it does feel like it's a scam you know there's no reason for us to take this sat course like spending this money making us feel so stressed and making us feel like oh like we're not good enough it honestly sucks and you know just like if they can take it away you know like you said like there's no reason for it there's no reason for us to take these tests I feel like I feel like also too in my opinion that the SAT or all those standardized tests does not show what kind of student you are I feel like your grades and how you hustled throughout your four years shows who like who you are as a student yeah also with COVID like um I'm not sure if, like, the SAT had, like, changes due to COVID or even the LSAT. Um, one of the LSAT, y'all had to take, like, online, right, Pat? Like, at home. 
Well, for the MCAT, like, a lot of exams have been getting canceled. And people are going to have to, like, take it at, like, the, or, uh, they're saying, like, last minute what the new change will have to be. So they'll tell them, like, the day before or, like, a few days before, like, hey, your, your exam's actually canceled because you have, like, a high risk of COVID in your area right now. So you're going to have to take it on this day instead. Or you have between these options to take it um, instead, like, on an alternative date. And I feel like that's just so crazy to change it, like, so last minute for people because they really want them to take it, like, in person at a, like, common location instead of just making it, like, online or even just changing the whole requirement. I know some medical schools are, like, instead of taking the um, MCAT, you can just send in, like, everything yeah. else. Um, but that's kind of not, like, something that was seen, like, worldwide for everyone. So I think that's just so crazy. Because even, like, in a world pandemic, there's still, like, you still need to take it. <laughs> That's crazy to me. <clears throat> um, so when we're talking about, you know, this, like, new age of doctors and more people getting into the field of this, there's going to be, I think, personally, that there's going to be a point where um, if you're, if a limb or, or something is hurt, or damage that there's going to be better prosthetics than their originally limbs were. That the point to where prosthetics are going to be better than regular parts. Mm -hmm. Do you guys think that? I mean, I feel like they already are. I don't know yet. I don't know. I mean, I I think there's already some um, prosthetics that are already better than regular parts. Probably not, um, as universally right. used because like pricing yeah. and yeah. everything but yeah i feel like there's already some like in the works that have already been created for like upper upper scale you know and yeah i, I was just gonna say the same thing as gina i agree um they probably already have it just probably not gonna be affordable for um most people yeah the average joe and i was gonna say because we've all heard about elon musk and his brain chips that that's just going to lead into a whole nother thing of, so do you want to be a regular person without all of this access and information everybody else might have? Or do you want to be connected to the web where everybody can see everybody's thoughts and it'll be like a Black Mirror episode? No, thank you. But I think maybe not in, yeah, no. in our lifetime, but I think we are going to get to a point where it's like, the government can see everything. Yeah, and they're definitely gonna find like a way to make it appealing to for people to wanna uh, invest in. Yeah, ease of access, no more tests in school because you know everything. Yeah. That's out in the open um, right now. More smart cars too, like are being like created and stuff. You know, like with the Apple Car and all yeah, this that's stuff. gonna be crazy. So, technology is definitely improving. So would you guys, if this technology is available and, you know, ease of, of access, would you guys be getting it? Would it be on your list to get or? Well, I mean, at this moment, I don't really need a prosthetic, so no. But if it was, <laughs> if it was better, like your liver could be stronger, your heart stronger. My liver and my heart are working perfectly fine. <laughs> I don't need this. No, I would never get one unless, like, yeah, I, I had If to. I have, like, a heart disease or something, or, like, okay, your heart has, like, five years, okay, give me a new one. But if I'm good with where I'm at, ain't no really reason for me to do that. 
yeah that's like on lovecraft country like she kind of needed like a prosthetic yeah it's like if it's so if i was in like that type of predicament then i would but i wouldn't just like replace my heart with the prosthetic yeah, it's like, if it's necessary like, then for sure i'll take it because i want to of course i want to be able to move through life easily and without any type of struggle because life is hard enough but <laughs> i'm cool on it without like if i don't need it i don't need it i don't know if it was me and there was bionic parts i can get cut off my arm and add it right now i don't oh. know because then you know you also gotta make sure you got the money for it too well i, I said if it was ease of access you know so take my arms take my legs right. let, let's get it popular hit the body shop Really? Let's go. That's that's the plan. What about you, Tiana? Um, I might, you know, if I like need, if well, not if I need. Well, yeah, if I need one, you know, if my arm fell off or if my legs fell off, I'll probably get a few prosthetics. I mean, you know, if I if I ever <laughs> see like a friend and they they lost an arm and they need an arm, I just cut mine off and give them my arm and then I get a prosthetic. Well, I don't think that's that's how it works. Yeah, that's not how it works. Well. And yeah, they possibly will probably reject that because yeah. that's <laughs> you're just with somebody at their house. You wouldn't know if you want my blood type or nothing. Well, it's an idea. It would be like Frankenstein. And he was crazy. Well, he Frankenstein was actually not the monster. He was just called was the monster. Doctor. Yeah, Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. We all we all read the book. Yeah. Did you did you read the book? Exactly. Yeah, we all read the book. Did you really? We all read the did book. You, did you guys ever see that movie? Which was like uh was it like a Frankenstein or like a hunchback in Notre Dame kind of like Igor? Oh yeah, I had that Igor. book. Igor, yeah. Igor. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? We watched it together. We did? Yes. Wasn't it like, like a book too? I think so. I don't yeah, know. Gina, Gina had the book. Hmm. She had the Eagle book. They had a lot of books. I think there was like like a time where like DreamWorks and Nickelodeon they were just 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 like making shows and movies into like just random books kids would get. Well, I think Igor was a movie first, and then it became a book. I don't know. I wasn't that invested in the franchise, but. Um, well, you should have been. It movie, was a good. I think. Well, I think from what I remember, the movie was good. I just. I think I'm pretty sure I watched it once and once only. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I'm gonna watch that again. Yeah. One movie that really. Um, I saw this tweet. And this is what made me think about this. One movie that made me really uncomfortable was um the Fantastic Mr. Fox. I don't know what it was about it, but it just made me feel uncomfortable. Fantastic Mr. Fox. I think it was like a claymation. Was it? What was it? I think it was something like that. I don't know if it was exactly the same mission, but it was something like yeah, it was yeah, it was something like along those lines. Uh, I wasn't rocking with it. I don't think I've ever seen that. You did. Yeah. I did. I liked it. Another movie I didn't like was um, what was it with the lizards and the Rango? Yes, How Rango. Did you, know? you didn't even describe yes. it yet. That movie really made me uncomfortable. I just <laughs> knew was... he was gonna say that in my head. That movie was like a fever dream for real. <laughs> like it made me like I was like looking back. I was like, was that real? I know. Anytime I, I tried to re remember that movie, it was like a little hazy. Yes, like, I don't even know was, what it was about. <laughs> it was really good, though. I, I, mean, I remember it being like, good. 
growing up, we had a lot of traumatic movies that we watched. Traumatic, traumatic. movies. <laughs> well, like, traumatic movies. Child, like you know, like childhood movies, just like you know, like with uh, Monster House. That was pretty, pretty crazy. Coraline. That scared Coraline me. Coraline was a traumatizing movie. And... Isn't that the one where she like goes into the other dimension yeah. and like the eyes? Yeah. Yeah. I saw yeah. a review on it, and I was like, "How is this a kids movie?" Yeah. Some people said that her mom. Like, she wasn't really with her, like, actual mom or something like that. Like, there's, like, an analysis or whatever on YouTube about that. She was, like, a spider lady. Yeah. She was, like... In the other dimension, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were saying, like, she never really went back. People were saying, like, she's still in the other dimension. Well, I can say one movie that I really wish that I would have watched... Well, I wish it was out when we were younger. was so... I know we talked about this a couple weeks ago when we first watched it, like, around the holidays. It was really good. But that was an amazing movie. Um, and it kind of got me thinking, just like, you know, the whole movie, I don't just, this isn't like a major spoiler alert. So if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. But like I said, not a major spoiler. But like, you know, the whole time he's trying to like help, uh, what's her name? 22? Yeah. Find her spark. And like, so that she can get sent down to earth. Uh, she's like a new soul and Thor, even though he's not really supposed to be there. Uh, and so basically movie and like it's all about like them trying to find their purpose and it really just got me thinking just like the whole concept of like you know what is you all's like thoughts on your purpose do you feel like it aligns like what it is your goal is do you feel like everybody has a different purpose here in life uh do you have like everybody really has like you know a unique thing that they bring to the world well i feel like um i'm sorry um i feel like with your purpose and i feel like that doesn't have to be your career, you know, kind of like what they were saying in Soul. So I feel like it helps you, it guides you in a weird way. Like, you know, it's like your own, like, I guess your own guardian angel, you know, it leads you to actually what you were meant to do. Because as we all know in the movie, you know, the guy, you know, he was still trying to figure out what his spark was. You know, he was going around and like trying to get to where he wanted to be. And then he realized like, this isn't, this isn't what I thought it was, you know? Yeah, I agree. At least for like my standpoint, because I feel like okay, what I got from the film was that you know our purpose is to live. But along that journey, there's like a lot of different things that you know that will trying to like well that will create meaning in that we might become passionate about that might become like you know part of our goals or part of our um our dream quote unquote. And one tweet that really got me thinking earlier as well was. Uh, it was from this girl. Her her at is Indica Mendica, <laughs> and it was the crazy thing about finding your purpose in life is the simple fact that we've been convinced that living isn't enough. And I feel like that was like this, that sentence within itself is like really impactful because it really just makes you think of how, you know, we feel like if you're not doing all the things that people are doing in their lives and it's not comparing you know, to the standard that other people are setting and it's not the same as like, you know, how they're presenting themselves on social media that you're not doing enough. And I feel like we really just need to understand that you're here to live and you need to like be grateful for all of the little things in life. Yeah. And I think kind of in the movie that was, um, well, you know how though the whole reason of the um like finding a purpose, it, it wasn't really like, actually find a purpose it was um your purpose is why you live yeah it's like finding like ways to enjoy life enjoy life yeah exactly exactly and i think a lot of people put stock into what what they're doing as Mm -hmm. if this isn't 
how if my job or or something isn't my purpose then I'm not going to do it because it's not give it's not giving me any kind of fulfillment, ha- fulfillment. yeah and people are like just trying to survive really you know yeah what I, I like to say is people are just surviving and not thriving um so I guess that kind of also brings to the point like um I mean I guess we kind of answered it already so my question was like you know just going back to like the question I had before do you feel like your purpose aligns with like you know what you're supposed to bring to the light to the world but we kind of answered it like I feel like we all can kind of like agree that your purpose is really just what you make it and just like you know finding different ways to enjoy life and find like fulfillment in everything that you're doing yeah yeah so it was a really good movie yeah, yeah I highly recommend it I might have to go back and rewatch it just because it just did something to me you know yeah, I like that, though, because, I mean, it does really help you, like, relieve that stress because everyone is so focused on trying to get to that big goal, that big dream, and no one is really ever trying to focus on, you know, just enjoying life. Like, it's all about the adventure because, you know, you don't want to be on your deathbed and be like, man, I wish I did this, I wish I did that. Like, yeah. I was so focused on trying to pay these bills and trying to catch up, which it is important because we do live in a society where money is just that big thing. But, you know, it's also, too, just enjoying a laugh, watching a movie with a family, you know, surrounding people who actually loves you and cares for you, you know, and taking care of yourself. Yeah, and also, like, this is one quote that I always, like, just, like, go back to. The fact that, you know, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And mm, part of that experience like is, that. like, just embracing everything. Like, the good, the bad, the ugly. Just, like, taking it all in and just taking it for what it is. Like, don't linger too much on it. Because, like, once it's in the past, it's in the past. And things that are to come, they haven't happened yet. So, just live in the now, be present, and like really just enjoy the people and the experiences in your life that kind of just bring you that sense of happiness. Yeah, and I was gonna say um, that really makes me think about something that I like to do is just it just really enjoy what's going on around you because it is like a fleeting moment that in the in the future it won't always be this way, right. and 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 it's always changing and you were you were always changing so what you might like like now isn't what you might like in the fe- in the future kind of like when we, we were talking about earlier about listening to a song a while ago and you don't like like it now um but yeah i like that thing yeah that would that was a really good good quote i'm gonna steal that from me well it's not mine i don't even know who the original person who said that is but that's a quote I always like just it's in my, always in the back of my head um there was something else that was just like on my mind I'll let y'all know if it comes back well I was gonna say this because me and Patrick like two or three days a days ago we was talking about um kind of like where do ideas come come from and what we think they come from so I was gonna ask you two what do you guys really think? Where do like thoughts come come from? Do you think that they're like biologically there, or are they something else? What I feel your like at? that it would probably have to be. Mm. Wow, that's very thoughtful. I feel like um, it might be biological, maybe, and I just say that because no, no, I take that back. Because, like, okay, so, like, take this for example. So, whenever I, like, I come up with a story or I want to write, 
I kind of just watch, like, I might watch a TV show, something that stuck with me. I might listen to a song. I might listen to, like, a, a very powerful speech, a sermon, read my Bible. Or I might even take a few minutes and, like, just close my eyes. Or, like, y'all like to say, meditate. So, um, I feel like it's just something that's there already, you know? Like, it's just something that's been inside of you. And so, I feel like it takes through experience for you to bring that idea out. So, if you if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So kind of like you are drawing inspiration of what is around you and your experiences mm-hmm. there. So you're, you're, you think ideas come from what is around you. Yeah, yeah. kind of like think of it as like um, apple picking. I don't know if you've ever been to Apple Orchard or whatever. Did I say that right? Apple Orchard. Orchard. Yeah, Orchard. So like I went one time and we went and looked like been to go pick apples and stuff. And it's like you find an apple, you eat it. It tastes good. Nah, yeah, you keep it with you. If it don't, you throw it on the ground. Cause ain't nobody gonna eat an apple that you already bit out of. So I kind of see it like that, you know, you're like, you're picking something that really sticks with you. Something that is going to marinate and bring out that um, true gift that you have from that idea. Gina? I agree with what Tiana said. Like your thoughts just come from what you think on the end or what you see like around you, what you're inspired by. But I don't think that that, has to be completely mutually exclusive from the idea that you can also have just like innate thoughts within you. But I don't think that, um, I think most of what you think is just from how you grow up mm-hmm. like environmentally and not completely biological, but I do think that it's a mix. Yeah. Um, well, going back to, like me and Riley said, we had this conversation. We were talking about it for like a good Yeah, little bit. it was a while. Um, so I'm going to try and like keep it brief. Condensing. But I guess like kind of the consensus that me and Bradley came to was, and Bradley, you can add in like where you see fit. But just like the concept that, all right, so when we think you're kind of like gaining insight from like just different areas of energy right, from like yeah. other... um possibly other places other dimensions we're not we're not gonna (laughs) we're not gonna gonna say energy because we don't want to put a name on it like because you know we don't know um but just like because for instance like you know people who are really artistic they like just the art for them it just flows yeah and then for like other areas like let's say um writing that for them flows like if it's like there's something that they're passionate about like something that they're like just in alignment with for them, it's just like easy to tap into that certain energy. A flow and for state. like them, it's a flow state. And like I feel like this kind of goes back to um soul. Like you know, when you get into like that zone, they call it the zone. And it's yeah. like you get into that that flow state. And for like you, you tapping into like that certain energy or like certain sort of like passion or um, interest for you, it just like easily flows. And then it's like up to you to express it. And I feel like a lot of times, like kind of going back with um Tiana said about the apple picking. I kind of agree with that. I feel like it's like the, like it's already within you and we're all innocent. Like to me, I have this like belief that we're all, we're all like our lives are meant to be intertwined. And so we all are connected. Like there's one means of mutual um, energy we can say. And then like when you're, let's say apple picking, you're picking the things that resonate with you from that um, place, like where the um, creativity comes from, we can say. And um, I was going to add to that just because me and Patrick, we kind of, well, in this book I was reading, um, <laughs> it's a story behind the book, What we, we might get into that later, but um, 
so in the book there's there's this sentence that is basically um it says kind of that your your brain is like a um like a radio tower and it's putting out signals constantly and this energy is kind of being thrown back at you from these different places and um some people are more inclined to these um like like Pat Patrick said if you're an it's artist yeah yeah like a radio station yeah and um and some people are more prone to like negative thoughts and negative um reactions to what they are so they're just kind of a little tuned in more into um this negative energy than somebody else and somebody who's really thinking all right i'm really getting in this i really feel feel motivated by this they are kind of tuned into a different area to where they are thinking oh, yeah, I'm really into this. I'm really motivated. I'm really thinking, like, this is my future. And so they are, like, a little more tuned in over here and there. But I think everywhere is where we're getting ideas from. Everybody has access to the same radio stations. It's just some people are more tuned in over here than they are over here. Yeah, you're more um, prone to tap into certain stations than other ones. Like, for instance, like, let's say you're on a road trip and you're connected and you're connected to, like, um, you're in Georgia. And then, like, let's say you're driving to Florida and you can hear more, like, you know, once you get to Florida, the stations in Georgia are going to get, like, a little static yeah. get fuzzy. You're not going to be able to, like, tap into it as well. But once you're in Florida, you can tap into that station a lot better. So do you guys think, like, that's also how, like, a lot of people sometimes they get the same idea a little bit? Yeah, I think so. And I think that's also why maybe... um like, you know, when you quiet that noise, you know, like you sit down, like, let's say, and meditate or pray. Um, that's why it's easier for, like, God to send you messages or um, you just like to kind of get, like, you know, better understanding from your own thoughts and, like, just a sense of clarity. Focus because on that. you're focusing and right. you're, like, you know, quieting all the noise and all the static. Yeah. And you said something about um, kind of, like, everybody in their is interconnected and, mm-hmm. and and connected and in buddhism they kind of have like this um thought that like everybody is giving off a like energy thread that that, that connects everyone and yeah. is connected to everybody else so in that way everybody is connected and kind of the um thought of reincarnation is that everybody is going to live everybody's life so you are going to be so you are going to understand how that person lives and kind of what they're doing, which is kind of the, um, like on that episode of midnight gospel, if you, if you've seen, seen it is when he, he's living over and over again. And when he finally reaches, um, Nirvana or enlightenment is when he sees everybody as he's me in the past, or I've lived yeah. in his shoes. And then it's also like kind of connected. That kind of makes me think like the whole egg theory, um, you know, just like the concept, like that's pretty much the same concept. Like, you know, like you're living your life over and over. And I feel like if you haven't heard of this, go look it up. There's like a little video on YouTube, but I found this like little story, short story a couple of years back on, um, I think it was on, what's that little Reddit? Chris. I think it was on oh, Reddit. Okay. Um, but <laughs> I found it on a Reddit thread okay. and yeah, but <clears throat> yeah, I feel like that's probably a good place to close. <laughs> um, that's like, just, I guess to leave our listeners with something to think about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got a little deep on y'all. So remember again, guys, that we have um quest that if you have any questions, any questions it may be, if you have any questions about the podcast, about us, send it to the Instagram, DM us, 
We will, you might be on the next episode. And we are going to go ahead and drop some gems for you guys. I'll go first. Mine is the universe supports me and wants to give me what I want. Um, Mine is you are the hero of your story. This situation works out for my highest good. In order to do something you've never done, you have to be someone you've never been. All right. And that concludes our episode. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Priceless Gems Pod and on Twitter at Priceless Four Gems. Remember, um, DM us on our Instagram. And also, we've moved um, the drop dates to Thursdays and not Fridays. Remember, new episodes on Thursdays. And, and yeah, just make sure, you know, as we said before, we're going to be having questions. We'll be answering all of your questions. If you like things you want to know about us, about the podcast, about uh, just if you want some advice, feel free to hit us up on our Instagram DMs or our Twitter DMs, and we'll get to you. You might be featured on our next episode. Bye. All right, we out. Bye.